create with Fran Sydney. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. This is episode 128 and it's Fran Sydney talking to you from Create with France and we are now in 2023. It's mid-January, end of January. What are you doing with all your goals? Have you already forgotten about them? Did you have a goal about, I don't know, losing weight, becoming fitter, becoming richer, becoming happier? I'm going to tell you one of my goals and it's a hidden goal. I don't tell everyone, but I really want to live until I'm older, much older than now, twice as older. And I want to be able to completely avoid cognitive decline. In other words, I don't want to become impaired mentally and to be placed in a special people's home because I can't even remember what I had for breakfast and who my husband is. I want to be able to savor all the days on the earth. And um, a lot of people think that this is, uh, you know, genetic or it will happen anyway. When you're old, you lose it. But you know what? Science doesn't say so. So if you are interested in avoiding cognitive decline, Alzheimer, dementia, and a lot of anxiety for you and for your loved ones, keep listening because we have a lot of stuff here to discuss and it's gonna be so useful and actually it's not that difficult to put into practice most of those principles and you will see that I've talked about most of them already in the course of the past two years so tune in for more information I don't think I want to spend any time explaining what Alzheimer is because most of us have met somebody who was absolutely fine until it wasn't fine anymore. He or she lost it completely. And I remember quite a few people. One was a a very nice man, a watercolor artist, and um, he would love his meat and lots of rich um, sauces and things like that. And um, he was quite overweight. And eventually he started to decline mentally. He wasn't very old, but decline and decline until he developed a lot of behavioral issues, and then he became bedridden and he had dementia for years, ended up in a special unit, in a special, um, I wouldn't say hospital, but similar, and eventually died without recognizing anyone or anything. And he was such a brilliant, smart person. And lots of you probably have this experience of losing a person in the family due to Alzheimer because they're alive, but they're not there. So what's going on? Is it true that Alzheimer is the diabetes of the brain? Is it more than that? Is it about plaque? And why do we talk about it? Because in my podcast, we do talk about mental health. And with mental health, prevention is always better than the cure. So I looked at an interesting book called The First Survivors of Alzheimer's, which talks about seven stories of people who have improved very clearly the cognitive decline, especially those who were in the beginning, pre-Alzheimer's state. And this book from Dale Bredesen, however you read that, sorry for pronunciation. And I thought that I would mention a, a few points. Why would you be interested now in something that usually happens to 90-year-old people? Well, because now it's happening to 70-year-old, 6-year-old, and even 30-year-old people. So what's going on? 
And um, one of the things I might tell you, you are in the preparation stage for that. And one of the symptoms of being in these early stages of cognitive decline is when we realize that after, every afternoon we just crash. We have a bit of a mental fog, we're not there. And then we say, well, it's because I didn't sleep or I had stress. And sometimes this is actually a marker to tell us that there's something a lot more important is happening and we're still able to stop it in its track or tracks. Hmm. So according to Dale Bredesen, this um, cognitive decline that we call Alzheimer is basically an insufficiency versus balance problem. And it does touch 15% of us. Now he's American, so he will be talking about numbers from the United States all the time. He says there are five types of cognitive decline and one of them apparently comes from recurrent head trauma, but the others are driven by inflammation in the body. For example, gingivitis, sinusitis, and then anything that will add toxicity to the brain. Toxicity that does not get detoxed, does not leave our body, remains there and make the brain react. Therefore, unless you are lucky to live in a very isolated island in the middle of nowhere with perfectly clean water, food, etc., you are more likely to live in a toxic world when you have fires, you have pollution, you have processed food, you have water that is not very good, you might have reduced nutrients, and a lot of us have lack of oxygen during sleep. This you can actually check if you have an Apple Watch or if you have an oximeter. You have maybe friends who have sleep apnea or they wake up over and over and over and they do because they're not breathing properly. And especially if you're obese and um, you cannot because you have a lot of weight to carry and so when you try to breathe you're not breathing properly and you feel like oh my gosh I'm always awake. So the lack of oxygen can eventually cause this cognitive decline because the brain needs 100% oxygen all the time. It doesn't need 20%, 80%, it needs 100%. That is the reason for that. So anything that will decrease the amount of air, the amount of oxygen going to your brain will eventually cause damage. So that's important, very important. We all talk about amyloid plaque building up and yes, this is happening because they say we don't have biopsy and autopsy, the person was full of amyloid plaque. Yes, it's true, but there is a reason why the amyloid plaque is there. It's like a fire alarm almost. So, is you know, the amyloid plaque will be, according to this doctor, a bit like the water in a house after you, has a house, you have a house fire. Why? Because amyloid is, um, is a peptide that is pulled in because it's antimicrobial. So the body is under assault because it's a huge state of inflammation. So it goes into a protection mode, let's say, and, um, and, it, and it pulls in these peptides, which we call amyloid plaques. So you can't just get rid of them, they are there to help. And so we can't just rebuild the house while it's still on fire. We have first to remove the cause of a fire, and then we will see that we can rebuild this brain. And he was able to uh, talk about cases of people that reversed their Alzheimer or got a lot better by changing their lifestyle. And that's a lot better than ended up than ending up in a place where you don't remember who you are and why you're there because you couldn't do those uh, steps today. That you're still 20, 30, 40, you have a knowledge you can take action. Many people have prediabetes and they are already in the pre-cognitive decline stage. 
and you can see that because I have oral pathogens, they might have constant sinusitis, they might have a leaky gut. And now for many years, um, nutritionists or holistic practitioners talked about leaky gut and they've been completely ignored by mainstream medical professionals. But now all the doctors are talking about this leaky gut and how important this is. And if you think of a huge amount of allergies we have, that is leaky gut. So think about all these people that are risking to be in the 15% who will develop eventually cognitive decline and therefore a lot of mental health problems. Think about the next generation. How can we help them? And we can check many things. One that he was mentioning was a testosterone that is lowering and um, that causes a problem when the vitamin D is lowering. So are we exposed to sunshine enough? And so there are the things that he mentioned that could be a problem. For example, glycotoxins and insulin resistance. So all these things that happen to our body that create a constant state of inflammation and degradation create a problem that might become later cognitive decline. Now you might think that uh, only very few people have insulin resistance, but according to this doctor there are 80 million Americans that have insulin resistance. I do not have data for the UK or Italy or Africa, I'm sure they're all different and we all have a certain level, but surely the processed food we have you know, are very important in this and some of these people will go on and develop diabetes. And we have to remember that when we talk about insulin, we're not just talking about sugar and energy. Insulin is a hormone, it's a growth factor. And if we are on a high carb diet with very low amount of fibers, we have a high glycemic load for years that will create eventually insulin resistance, inflammation, neurological damage and diabetes. So it's not a very good thing to do to be on a high carb diet. So if our goal is not to lose weight, Maybe it could be to reduce the amount of this refined white flour, white bread and all this white, white, white that is not very good for us at all. It doesn't hurt us as we eat it. It takes years of building up and that's the problem because we do not see an immediate damage. We think it's okay, but it's not okay. Now, before you go into a state of panic and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this problem. Wait, there is so much we can do. So there is plenty of hope for us, especially if we do not have symptoms yet. Although I did watch a TED talk last week about a woman, uh, I think she was a doctor and she put her own husband on a special diet. He had forgotten everything, he couldn't even cut the grass, go to work, nothing. And she put him on this coconut oil diet and he got better within weeks. So, you know, go and check it out. I don't have time in this moment because I'm live recording this podcast for you. But if you read this uh, first Survivors of Alzheimer's book from, from his doctor, you will see there are people who have reversed their issues. And what we need to do is to detox. Detox all this stuff, all these toxins that we are putting in our body. There is toxicity everywhere, in the air, in the water, in the food. And we have food, food that has mercury. There is, for example, beef that is not grass-fed and it's got a lot of omega-6 inside. It's not good for us. We, um, we can't just keep eating simple carbs. That created a problem in the body. And also he was mentioning about fragrances and chemicals that come inside our body and we could just stop them. Fire, for example, I never thought about that, but fire can cause an issue. And he quoted that 13% of the people that were in the 9-11, you know, the Trade Center cloud after the explosion, 
developed cognitive problems because of being exposed to this fire. Think about you sitting the whole day without a HEPA filter in your house. We don't open the windows or because it's cold, you don't change the air. And maybe you're actually burning something and all the chemicals from your carpet, from your, uh, what's the name, from all the chemicals that are used to treat your furniture and your walls, etc. they are there and you're breathing that 24-7. It's not good. You might think that, of course, we have a liver and that is supposed to clear everything. Of course, the liver is an amazing, amazing organ and there is a point where the liver has too much to do. And remember, if a liver wants to clear up, but it can't because we are constipated, then all the toxins go back into the, the blood. And when the toxins are crossing the blood-brain barrier, the brain will go into survival mode. So it will shrink to survive and we're going to have tissues that are not good. And so the liver has a limit and we have to continuously eat things that allow our body to cleanse. And that's called the greens. We need to eat greens. Yes. The other suggestions given by this doctor to maintain this sharpness in our mind is to detox in different ways. For example, some people might enjoy saunas, other people will enjoy exercise. Some people will need to tweak their diet and add more greens and uh, decrease the level of white carbohydrates. Others will just take some supplements and on top of this. And um, especially dark leafy greens, for example, broccoli, very amazing for this. They are the cleaners of the body. And so we have to maybe check this and not think about or oh, need to detox only in winter or only if we get cancer. It's not for six people. Detoxing should be done at least twice a year. That's what Dr. Christopher was preaching and uh, preaching and teaching when I was doing his nutrition course years ago. If you want to be healthier, have energy and not fall asleep after afternoon and to if you want to lower this risk of chronic disease to cancer, to mental decline, we need to detox all the time and we will have so much more energy. So it's not one pill that will get better or one injection or one event, one day of exercise, one good meal. No, it will be the constant putting in of these wrong things that will eventually make us age faster and our brain will age faster because it cannot clean up. And that's interesting because what the doctors are saying now is that we develop our first chronic illness when we are 14, 50, 14 states, 15 in the United Kingdom, because we are combining uh, a really bad combination, poor diet and poor sleep. And we add a little bit of sprinkle of salt, yes, high stress and lack of brain training. That makes you think, wow, what's going on here? And what the doctor explains is that when we are living an unhealthy lifestyle and we call it convenience, we are creating the, the very biochemistry that is necessary and the environment that is perfect for creating the cognitive decline that we might get. So when we, you know, we do one of these things like smoking or drinking, we have constant lack of sleep, high carbs, lots of big fishes, tuna, you know, they have all the small fishes inside, they have all the mercury for years. If we have, you know, cheeseburgers and fries, coke, if we become obese, if we are avoiding fiber because we decided we do not like greens, eventually with all that and maybe a high stressful job, we might end up not only with cancer, diabetes and stroke, obesity, 
high pressure but also with cognitive decline and I think there is nothing worse than sitting there thinking who am I and then realizing we could have prevented this completely. Incredibly, this doctor also mentioned that we should have HEPA filters running in the house all the time to clean the air. The water we have should be filtered because when it comes, remember where it comes from, very, very few people now are having water from a spring. Okay, this water comes in bottles. It's been, it's been contained in plastic, but plastic has been out in the, in, you know, we have all these uh, phthalates not good they are hormones they are they're giving hormones to you and they change your testosterone and estrogen so think about all the stuff that we have all around us we don't have enough fiber we're not sweating because we, we can't do exercise and our levels of vitamin c is low the glutathione is low and we're not detoxifying because we're not moving our circulation is not going our bowels are not moving because we don't have fibers so in our water, in our food, in the groundwater, from wells, from spring, whatever, we need to check what's inside this stuff because the level of lead and arsenic can be quite high. He was mentioning Utah as a place where there is a lot of arsenic. I was like very surprised. But also things as simple as burning paraffin candles. I didn't know they can cause cognitive decline in the long term because they contain benzene, toluene, and some mercury. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to open more windows. You know, I don't burn them all the time, it's very rare. But yeah, open the windows, you need to change the air because you're breathing stuff that is not good and it's going bare, it's going somewhere in your body, it's not disappearing. So what is the result when we give one or more of these toxins to our body is that we create a, a virtual ongoing inflammation that is could be quite hidden we have no idea that is there but this inflammation it's it could be visible because we keep getting the same problem and so that is uh, our body is telling us hey i got a problem with a few organisms here there are bacteria here that shouldn't be around or fungi or whatever we're trying to get rid of this and so if that happens to go in the brain there will be this creation of excessive amyloid plaques because the brain is just trying to kill the bugs. So if we want this clean system, we have to first find these toxins. We have to bind them. You have to get them out. And, and you can look at a lot of stuff about this. And one of the big helper anti-inflammatory is turmeric. So cur- curcumin, which is the active substance, is very, very good for that. So put it in all your foods. And, and it helps, you know, maybe a medical dose is a lot higher than the culinary dose. So make, make sure that is done but there is so much we can do just on a daily basis to help the body to do its cleaning job now regarding the diet whether we are trying to lose weight or gain weight or remain as we are this doctor was talking a lot about the fats that we are using and he was saying it is better so you want to debate this that's fine avocados and olive oil especially extra virgin olive oil cold pressed and coconut oil good not in huge amounts but good and he said to avoid seeds oil because seeds oil, palm oil, they are highly inflammatory because they have a lot of omega-6 and that lowers the amount of omega-3, which is the one that you want, which is containing fish. So it's all a balance there, isn't it? And so, for example, if you want to eat um, beef, have normal grass-fed beef. But if you have grain-fed beef that is filled with omega-6, so it's more inflammatory saturated fat another problem and guess what raw food eaters excess nuts no good 
excess nuts can be a problem. So eat some every day, wonderful. But if you have too many, they are not good either. And especially roast it. Because when you roast them, you're damaging the oils, they oxidize, they rancid, they're no longer good for you. Remember that the, the oils are used by every cells to create the outside membrane. So whatever goes on, that's your immune system. If the oil is not good, the immune system is not good. So the doctor was suggesting to go on a mildly ketonic diet. So have a high plant level and give the energy to the brain from glucose and from ketones, so ketones. So be flexible, uh, metabolize both. But if we keep eating only carbs, 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 and very little plant food, and we are APOE positive, APOE4 positive, there will be a problem. So the data that he was giving is a little bit scary for me. He said that the lifetime risk of Alzheimer's is about 9% uh, in the United States. So he was saying about 75 million Americans have one copy of APOE4 from a parent, which is one of his markers about Alzheimer's. But if both parents had it, the risk goes from 9% to 30%. And 7 million Americans have two copies of that. So they are 50% more likely to get Alzheimer's or 50% likely to get Alzheimer. So when is the time to prepare to avoid this? It's not when you're 80, it's when you're 20. It's as early as you can. Tackle that lifestyle change. You don't need to lose weight or anything, but you need to look at what you're putting inside your body because it will help you so much later. There are so many tests that a person can do to check all this stuff, if you're pre-diabetic, if you have high insulin, and even a 20-year-old person can check if he's AP or E4 positive. And this means that he already presents a decreased glucose utiliza utilization in the temporal and the parietal lobe. And that is the signature of Alzheimer's. So you want to test for it. If you have one relative, one parent that had this, test for it and improve your lifestyle today. Even if you are 40 years old already, test now. And remember to eat small fish, only grass-fed meat, beans if you do not eat any meat and avoid the loss of muscle mass that will come with the age because they're having a lot more protein just enough not too much but more protein than before and much less high carbohydrates and also one more thing he talks about fasting fasting should be done every day 12 to 16 hours a day depending on how much you can do and they will allow you to have what we call autophagy which is the body eating what are the toxins and the things to get rid of. The body cannot clean while it is digesting. As long as you are digesting, you cannot clean. So it's a great idea to have an early dinner and stop eating for three hours and go to sleep. And in the morning, don't go straight to have a food unless you have to try not to eat, just have water and help the body to clean and only eat when you are hungry even exercise before eating so then you will never be putting too much weight because you are not doing anything else you're just burning what you just um, have in your body so you will not not become really really large because you're not introducing more than you need it's important to not uh, eat very late in the night and uh, a last observation that the doctor was making was very interesting he said that many people they spike very high with carbohydrates during the day and then when they wake up in the middle of the night they're actually going into hypoglycemia and so this is a 
problem for the brain. So he was suggesting to choose instead for dinner some good fats, some good proteins, some carbs and do not go on high carbs before going to bed because then you have a smooth curve, you have no spikes and then you don't wake up suddenly in the night because you feel like you haven't eaten. And that is a mistake that is very easy to make, to have a lot of pasta or rice in the evening think, oh, I'm just so good, now I'm going to sleep so well. Yes, you are, but then later, when the, your GI changes, uh, <laughs> your level of GI changes, then you have a problem. And this problem, if you do it once, it's okay, but if you keep repeating it for many years, you will get the issue of creating more inflammation in your body, and also because of the lack of sleep, you're adding to the stress. So what is the best goal to have for 2023? You might or might not want to lose weight, become fit, become bigger or larger or more intelligent, do more courses, get a job, whatever you like. All the goals are good as long as you know they are possible for you to do and they'll give you something. But one big goal is to avoid becoming a shell of yourself avoid losing almost your mind because when you have full alzheimer that's not far you know it just it's not a fun thing to do recently one of my friends lost his father who had alzheimer and he couldn't recognize anyone and it was terrible and you know we lose our loved one and so much can be done so that this situation doesn't happen so let's make sure every day to do the basics Everybody knows the basic to remain healthy. It's so easy to become distracted and to think, oh, just one more piece of cake. I do that, so yay, I'm right here telling you I'm not perfect at all. <laughs> I sin. <laughs> but we really need to take care of ourselves, especially now. There are so many people in hospital with chronic disease and everything. We don't want to add up and we can prevent this. And as we do that, our mental health will be better we will feel better we'll not be so anxious about becoming old and frail because we will feel good we will be smarter and we will have so much more energy i can't remember who was a very famous guy in the ancient rome he said men sana in corpore sana or sano uh, well healthy mind in a healthy body let's make sure that we keep this precious body that we have in a perfect condition as much tuning as possible even if we are already sick or have a chronic disease there is always something a small step we can take every day to feel better and to look forward to the day when we'll be 40 50 70 and know that we can be tack sharp even when we are 90 years old how cool is that and read the book that's a great book to read the first survivors of alzheimer's read it Okay, well, thank you very much for being with me. It's 27 minutes talking, so I think you had enough of me and my new goals. And so I hope you will enjoy yourself. And I hope you will share this episode with somebody who might want to do something about themselves and their own health. Thank you so much for being with me. And I'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye. You've listened to Create with France Sydney.